Good evening, everybody. And as noted, it is we're this, two weeks into the Oymer, uh in Sfiras Oymer. Means we haven't met since right before Pesach, so it's been a few weeks. And we left off with Kriya, which, which we mentioned. Kriya. So actually, a lot of people heard that share. Um, maybe because it's been a few weeks, so it's had many, many dozens of people heard it. Uh, it means to call out to. And we, we noted, when you, when you ask for help, when you speak to someone, it's different if you call out their name. Like, let's say that your, your person is under attack, we discussed, and as opposed to getting help, so help dad, it's your father, then it's, it's specific. Or if it's a police, a whole bunch of police, and you scream, help police, it's screaming, help. Even better, if you know a police officer, and you say, help, Chuck, and you know Chuck, and Chuck is going to respond, so it's, mo- it's way more effective. Uh, and Korea really, we talked about names, it's important to know names, we know that a good politician knows the names of people, a good rabbi will know their congregants, you know, Sometimes you have these great great grandparents, great grandparents. They have dozens and dozens of great grandchildren, and, and imagine your great grandchild and your great grandparent, older person. Man, your name you feel a little bit left out. But if you know your name, sometimes you meet people or very big person, and they know your name or you know their name, and it makes an impact. Knowing someone's name, people take their name very very seriously. I haven't read this book for quite some time, but I remember Dale Carnegie. In his book, How to Win People and Influence People, How to Win Friends and Influence People, actually quite a good book. So he talks about the importance of saying people's names. And I forgot who he quoted, it was someone from FDR. This person, one of the most important people of getting FDR into power, his first lecture with this person who knew like tens of thousands of names. And wherever he was, he knew people and he called them out by their name, and people feel good about it. Well, it's also a way more direct person. So when we speak to Hashem, we call Hashem's name. We talk to our Kriya. So Hashem doesn't have emotions, but the, the relationship to Hashem, when we say Hashem's name and the different names of Hashem, it's a way more powerful uh, way of tefillah, of davening. It's not crying out. It's personal. There's a relationship, right? We know that people have titles. So if you call them by their first name, you're, you're a friend. You're, you're a buddy. Well, if it's a, it's a, it's a call out of, um, of, you know, of recognition, of appreciation. Again, a parent, a sir. So we call it Hashem in the right name. It's a very powerful way uh, to adopt. That's what we had discussed. Now, he's the, Rabbi Pincus is going to elaborate on that tonight. He's actually going to take us through a tangent, through Bitaka, which is always important to do, uh, so it's going to be an interesting evening. To really understand this specific form of prayer. Now again, we all have needs. All of us have tremendous needs. We live in a world of, of insecurity, uh, which I heard as I came on, everyone talking about their money. <laughs> we're going to make more than 1% uh, and, the, and the stock market is, is, is far from secure these days uh, there's all kinds of other investments which nobody knows what the future brings inflation is, uh, inflation is high, interest rates are high um, and there's other instabilities in the world 
certainly the Jewish people are having a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Uh, and there's not one family in the world that could just say, I'm not worried about the society around us. I'm not going to be affected. Everyone's affected by the entire world. There's a million things to pray for. So you want to make tefillah prayer as, 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 as effective as possible. So we had discussed Kriya. So he said, we talk about Kriya, we really need to discuss Kriya means calling out to Hashem. We call it Hashem's names. So we discussed uh, Bitochan. Now Bitochan is a whole different story. Bitochan really means tra- faith in Hashem, trust in Hashem, which is one of the most important fundamentals of all of Yadus, of all of Yiddishkeit, of all of Torah, of all of mitzvahs. I, I, I myself, if you remember, not only did I give shir to the ladies several years ago in San Jose on Chayim Eslavo, but I gave about 40, I don't remember exactly how many, 40-something shir during COVID. <laughs> Every three nights a week, while I was during COVID from this first week of the shutdown in Santa Clara County, which was in March, um, after Purim uh, 2020, all the way till uh, my last week in San Jose before I moved to Chicago, uh, we discussed Bitochan. Uh, we went through several works of Bitochan, all connected to COVID, because we, 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 you know, we, we discussed then if, you, if a person doesn't have Bitochan, certainly in the beginning of COVID, people thought the world was going to end. I'm saying, uh, you know, the, 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 the anxiety, the nervousness, the, the, the not knowing what tomorrow brings, um, the only way a person is going to be successful in their menuchas and nefesh and being calm, making right decisions, and the person in their, in, in their, in their Yiddishkeit, in their Judaism, and their family dynamic, was to have bitachem. Bitachem is not just belief in Hashem and trust, but it's also a, a very important way to get a person's prayers answered, a person to get success, because when we trust in Hashem, we have a relationship with Hashem. And we'll, and we'll discuss briefly, when we trust in Hashem, it actually brings us the bracha. Uh, and again, I, I just, I'm not, we're not going to focus more on the time bitachan, uh, but I did give all those shurments a super important topic, uh, which we'll just touch on tonight. When we talk about bitachan, the Rishonim, the, the, the Middle Evil commentators, great, not, our great leaders in the Middle Ages, Rambam, Ramban, uh, Rabbi Bachya and many others uh, discuss is Mida Mimidaisa Visparach. Rabbi Tochan is one of the, the, the ways we connect to Hashem. When a person has trust and puts their faith in God, not in a man, not in their power, not in their bank account, not in their physical health, but in Hashem, Al through that Bitochan. Needs to be called Sarah. A person could literally be saved from any type of tri- trial, tribulation, any kind of uh, aggravation. We say in right? On Purim, a person who has a person who will never be humiliated, all those who look and put their faith and they look to be under Hashem's shadow. It's a very famous Medrashtel. It's called Medrash Tehillim, it's called Medrash Seychatayv. Amru discusses this idea of putting your faith in God, how that guarantees a person uh, success. Now, by the way, just to clarify, it's not always is a success that we think is good for us, but it will always be a success that is good for us, and very often it's even what we think is good for us. 
So Marshall, the Mirror says the following Marshall Akhar, a person's in, in, in a challenging situation. As a marshal, a person should have listed, and there's bandits, there's robbers, the, you know, Tafsu Valkua, they, they've taken him. In the old days, you're traveling on the road, sometimes in the inner cities today, you know, you're traveling on the road, and there's no police on the old roads. You know, you're going traveling, and you get pulled over, and, you know, by a bunch of marauders, and your life is in danger, and these people are attacking you, and they're whipping you. And he says... Amar Karov Lamelech Ani. I'm the king's relative. Now, if you're a bandit, as bad as you are, there's certain rules you don't want to do because the consequences of doing that are really severe. So this guy says, I'm related to the king. Well, wait a second. Okay, we, a regular plebeian citizen, we have no problem with that. If it's a king's relative, he's going to hunt us down and hang us if we do anything to them. So the guy screams out, I'm the relative of the king. So these people, uh, they bring, these guys bring him to the king. Uh, they say to the king, because it's kind of like, you know, Mexico, Mexico today, in certain parts of Mexico, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the underworld has country control, but they work out, this deals with the police and with the government, so here too, the bandits bring this guy to the king. See, we, we don't want to touch him, he's one of yours. Uh, somebody, uh, Hamelch, they bring him to the king. The king has no idea this person is. And the Hamelch says, Are you related to me? I'm a liar. So this regular person who, said, I'm a, who got pulled out by this bandits says, You know why I'm relative? I had my faith in you, king, that you would protect me. Amor HaMelech, the king says, a person who puts their faith that I'm their protector, I'm going to save them. We're actually Hashem's children. Certainly, we put our faith in Hashem. Hashem saves us. Ayin Shem HaLoshem. The Medrash Telem, which is the Medrash Seychar Taif, elaborates that when a person puts their faith in Hashem, that's a zchus, it's a merit it's a merit that Hashem should watch over us, in particular, on a higher level of Hashkach of Divine Province. We talk about Kadosh Baruch Hu Atzmo, Sibo Shakadosh Baruch Hu Yidag Lo Vaitzlopish Eno Kedai Mekach Myself. Even though, right? Imagine Laser Kazdin, your 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 third cousin comes to you and says, Laser, I know you helped me out. You and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he really he puts his faith in you, I and mean, there's no question Laser Cosmos is going to help him out. Because if a person, and I'm not talking about mentally unstable people where like, it's like a weird thing, I'm talking about a normal person. They, they call you up and they say to you, I have nobody else that can help me. My life, Laser Cosmos, is in your hand. Your third cousin, he calls you, I need someone to take me to the doctor, I'm going to die without this. Of course you're going to help him. You're the person who's calling for help. And he's a normal... I'm not talking about crafty, disingenuous individual. I'm talking about normal. He calls you for help. You could save my life. You're not going to save his life? You're not going to save him. He's, he's going to you. Oh, and, and here, Hashem is waiting for us. Of course Hashem is going to save us. We put our faith in Hashem. Now, if we put our faith in our bank accounts for 5% or 10%, or we invest in a stock, be it whatever the stock is. I'm not going to give uh, advice right now. Oh, then we don't, we don't trust Hashem. Now, again, if we put our trust in Hashem and then invest in the stock, that's a good thing to do. 
right? We make a good decision. We believe everything that's Hashem. We have faith in not in Hashem, or it's our health. People, they exercise. It's a good thing to exercise. Eat healthy. But if a person thinks that because they exercise and eat healthy, that they're guaranteed, they're guaranteed to to live a long life. I'm. There's no guarantees. You can get hit by a car, but tomorrow, God forbid, a person can have a heart attack, a person can get cancers. No guarantees. A person puts their faith in Hashem. Uh, family dynamics. My goodness, everyone needs tremendous bracha on their family. Marriages, children, grandchildren, siblings, in-laws, all kinds of things. So we put our faith in Hashem. That what sort of brings us bracha. That's bitachem. Having bitachem in Hashem is the reason Hashem will worry about you and help you. Even though, even though you're not even worthy. You're not so worthy, but you're putting your faith in Hashem. The Vulna Goyim brings a, a, a medrash. In, also in medrash and tilim. It's, it's actually a verse, it's actually a pasuk in Tehillim Lama Beis. Pasuk says, Hashem chesed A person who puts their faith in Hashem, they'll be surrounded by Hashem's kindness. Afilurosha, even a wicked person, uboiteyach behashem, who puts their faith in Hashem, they're wicked, but they put all their faith in Hashem. Chesed they'll be surrounded by Hashem's kindness. The they put their heart, their faith in Hashem. It's a siba lekabel mavukshuba hechrach. It's a siba. It's a reason that they they'll get the Hashem will give them things because they're pretty, they just you know you, you're putting your faith in Hashem. Who you said, and it's from the said that you said a Torah. It's one of the most important fundamentals when we put our faith in Hashem. Um, that you can get blessing, even though necessarily a person's deeds are not that good. Am now, now says Rav Pinkus, the Briskarov, and the Briskarov was Rav Yitzchak Zev Salavechik. Rav Yitzchak was one of the great G'daylim in Eretz Israel, in Israel after the Holocaust. He was the rabbi of Brisk, uh, after his father, Rav Chaim Brisker, Rav Chaim Salavechik. So Rav Yitzchak Zev Salavechik was a great gadol. So Rav Yitzchak Zev Salavechik the following thing, his nephew, the, the American Salvatrix, his nephew was in Chicago, Rabbi Aaron Salvatrix, another nephew was in Boston, Rabbi Yosher Ber Salvatrix, who was a Roshiv in Wayu, Rabbi Salvatrix in Wayu. Very famous family, of course. So the, the Briskarov said the following thing, you want to know, you want to know, um, when you have your faith in Hashem that you can be saved from your serious difficulty and challenge, we can only say this, listen to this, you have to first understand how dangerous the situation is. You're ill. Your relative is ill. Your child, God forbid. Uh, your family dynamic is suffering. Your money is in danger. You're in a dangerous place. You have no job. You have a boss that can ruin your life. You, are, you're being, you have neighbors that are dangerous. You have people trying to seduce you. Uh, yeah, whatever it may be, right? You need to understand, right? You're living, you're in the army, and you're about to just just someone to make clips something recently. But it was in 2006, when a guy is going to Lebanon as a soldier, and you're being shot at in all directions, right? You better that you better understand how dangerous your situation is first and foremost. 
And then you have bitachon. Rak az means you fully grasp. You're not living. In, you know, the person says, "Oh, I have bitachon b'ashem." Sometimes you speak to a person, "I have bitachon." Person's living in La La Land. They don't even know what's going on in the life. They don't know how serious the situation is. <laughs> they're not even talking. They don't even know the reality. They're, you're talking to a person who doesn't understand the reality of their situation, or the world, or the, the city, or their town, or their shul, or their family, or their friends. They first got to understand this is a dangerous situation. Your spouse is really sick. You need to know that. You are in danger of losing your job and being evicted from your house and not paying your mortgage. You better understand that. Right? Just not be talking and you're living like in, in, in a dream world. That's not bitachon. Only after you understand that you're in danger, ah, then you call bikara bitachon. That's bitachon. And that's true bitachon. If you don't understand how dangerous the situation is, you're not even scared. And you say, I have bitachon, you're not bitachon. The reason you, you, you think it would be good is because you don't know how serious the situation is. Not that it's bitachon. Actually, I mentioned COVID, so I'm, again, I'm not going to go to 2021 where COVID was really dangerous vaccinations. But in 2020, after about two or three weeks, there, you know, the first, in the beginning, like, people were literally killed, you know, in COVID because they had no idea how to treat it. Um, and it, it was all over the place and there were a lot of mistakes made and that, and that was, there was no immunity at all at that point. Whatever it was, but I remember a few people I spoke to in different places, you know, including who were like, "Oh, I'm not worried at all." Now, if you're a 12 year old boy, you're not worried at all. 16 year old boy, well, you shouldn't be worried because fact was then and now, COVID had no effect on you. But if you're an elderly person or you have autoimmune issues or you you have health issues, and you tell me you're not worried at all, means you just don't know what's going on in the world. Um, so. You don't have to be talking. You're just uninformed. You just you don't know what, what's, what's going on. Um, that's not be talking. That's being ignorant or just living in La La Land. They came and she came and made the ain't a mukhrach. She not And since that, you have no be talking. That's not be talking. It doesn't mean you get the blessing of be talking. Abakosha yodeya when you're very aware. Uh, right? That you you see the test results in the hospital. You person who gets results not having children. Not going to get better, you know. And there's two percent chance, or you're in a business deal and it looks really bad, uh, or you don't have enough money to pay your mortgage and it's due tomorrow. Whatever, and you understand it, and you understand what Hashem is, and then you'll be talking. That's how you'll be talking. And Hashem is around. Now we're going to discuss in a moment what that means. Says this Vilna, this briskerov, uh, this is. Is uh, of course very germane when a person's in danger. And he himself, when he was in danger, you should know by the way, the Briskarov, in when the Holocaust started, was in Warsaw. He was literally, um, in, 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 he went through the Nazis, got into back into Lithuania, and then he escaped going uh, through Turkey territory as well. But the whole time he traveled, uh, through Nazi camps, you know, having in mind that Hashem runs the world with his children, uh, his wife and little children have been separated from him, and he never saw them again in the Holocaust. He had several of his other children that were, they were, they were separated when the war started, and they were, but the Briskorov, the whole time, he escaped, like, miraculously, 
literally through Nazis, walked through the not these Nazis, and got out of German uh, Poland into Lithuania, and then, then escaped completely. But the, the whole time he was in Sakana, he would say, "Don't forget, we're in danger. Have faith in Hashem." No, it's don't just we have faith in Hashem. We're in terrible danger. All we can do is have faith in Hashem. It's a totally different thing. Not that I have faith in Hashem. I'm, we're in terrible danger. What we need to do is have faith in Hashem. You should know, it doesn't mean to be paralyzed. It means to be keenly aware and then have faith in Hashem. The pachad, understanding the danger, is actually the, the, the way you'll be saved. Because if you don't understand your challenge, your danger, it's not real bitachad. If you do understand it, and you still have faith in Hashem, and you still put your trust in Hashem, that is trusting in Hashem. It's not bitachon. It's that you just don't know your situation. And therefore, if you don't know your situation, right, you're not going to daven for it, first of all. And if you do daven, you're going to get half-baked. You're not going to have bitachon. A person, whenever a person has a challenge, the first thing is to be very aware of that challenge, how serious that challenge is. And we say, listen, this is, it says in Tehillim and Psalms, Yoim Iro, on the day I fear, on that day that I fear, that day I'm going to put very on Hashem. Right? And then he says, I heard this from Rebel Slovich, who was a Briscoe of Son. Who told me and his father he elaborated, he was pretty good and short hair. If he names so, listen to this. The more a person's in danger, the more they have to be aware of the danger, and the more bitachon they need. Lamashal, Misha Bakan get Ish Let's say you have one dangerous a robber. Tzarakshi Yaku, you have to understand that this terrible person, Hashem runs the world, put your bitachon. And you could be saved with Hashem's blessing. But let's say now, it's not one guy. It's 50 people. Now, 50, 100 people are there. Uh, now, by the way, we know that when Shaul started with the Plishtim, it was Yonatan, his son, and one more person. They started up and they destroyed hundreds of people. They had such big talk. We know that Avram Avinu, when he fought against the four kings, or the five kings, um, he went with 18 people and destroyed Nimrod's whole army. Now, how did he do this? Was Avram so, was so strong? No, he had amazing bitachon, and Hashem gave blessing. We, I don't think anyone that I know, could have that level of bitachon to take on a whole army, okay? Um, but, uh, but there is a level that even if you would have enough bitachon, and you could stand in front of an army, uh, a, a massive army, uh, then, you, then you could even be blessed. That's what Avram did. That's what Yonatan did. Uh, that's what the Chashmonayim did in the time of, of, of Hanukkah. They, they were a few in number, and they took on the, the, the whole Syrian Greek army. Um, you need, it's not just enough, then, to have you believe in Hashem and you... Uh, um, you, 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 a person, a real bitachon is not a joke. You have to believe that Hashem is possible of miracles and can give you these 100, 500, 5,000 men and not just fake belief. You've got to believe that with all of your heart. That's Avram Avinu. You, Avram Avinu was so clear in bitachon, 
It didn't, the numbers didn't make a difference. He wasn't scared of numbers. It was, it was him and Hashem. If Hashem, Hashem wants to help you, we can do a miracle in a second. And Avram, that was what, that's how Avram will beat these, these odds. Avram was, it, it was real. It, by me and you, it's not going to be real. We're going to go in front of an army where we will, I believe it will be terrified beyond our belief. You know, beyond belief. That's not really talking. Really talking, it's a person, they feel it. I, I, I'm sure you've had this. Like, I have very often, there's challenges, there's difficulties, and I know that Hashem's going to help me. I, just know, I feel that Hashem's going to help me. That's the talking. Now, I'm going to be honest, if I was against a thousand Hezbollah troops in front of my eyes, I would be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, I would wish I, I wish I would be on Mavino. I'm not. So it's not, but if you would be in front of them, if you had a thousand, one person, Hashem can help me one person, I don't need, I don't need a miracle. In one second something can happen to this one person. I'm a thousand people. That means you need much more Bitochon. It's much, Bitochon, real Bitochon is that feeling inside that Hashem's with me. I trust in Hashem. So in order, the more danger a person is in, the more miraculous, the more the odds are stacked against you, the more bitachon you need, and the more challenging it is to have a higher level of bitachon. Bitachon, in other words, is an unending uh, reality. We can, and it says with Pincus, the same things with a wicked person. A person lives a life of, of sin, of iniquity, uh, it does not keep Torah mitzvahs. And then they say, I have faith in Hashem. Now, sometimes you meet, especially, um, you know, people who are traditional, you know, sometimes you misfar them, they have a lot of talking about Hashem, but they're not exactly keeping Torah mitzvahs, Shabbos-like, kosher-like, by love Hashem. I trust in Hashem. About Haharav, do you know my, I love Hashem. And you want to go to And Hashem loves me. Right? Now, if you love Hashem, maybe you should listen to what Hashem says. <laughs> Hashem says, keep Shabbos. You love Hashem. Imagine your parent. Your parent says to you, do so and so and so and so and so and so. Oh, I don't want to do that. Right, you ever see a kid that's one of their parents? You don't love it. You love, what you, you love your parent conditionally. When a parent does something you, they, it's comfortable for you, it's nice for you, then you'll listen to them. When they, when, you know, I'm not saying these people are, 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 are bad people. They're good people. They're real, they're real amuna. But they don't, they're not really, they're not living, really loving Hashem 100%. If you loved Hashem, you'd keep his Torah mitzvahs. Right? Hashem gives you a job to do. And we understand that Torah mitzvahs is not slight things. It affects your eternity. It affects the Jewish people's reality and eternity. Right? So, you can, if a, for a Russia, for a wicked person, we're not talking about a, a, a person who's confused. A real wicked person. And it's like, you need a lot of bitachon. Why do you need a lot of bitachon? Well, if a tzaddik is like one guy attacking, a rosh is like a thousand guys attacking. Why? Because, because of a person's sins. Again, we're, we're not really focused. It's, it's a whole tangent tonight, which is important to do, but there's it, a lot here, and we're just doing it with one night. But when a person has lots of sins, they, they have a lot of spiritual prosecutors against them. And having faith in Hashem at that moment is that they're saying, you have faith in Hashem? What happened yesterday morning when you ate non-kosher, or you didn't say, you ate food, and you didn't thank Hashem and bench. What happened when you broke the Shabbos? What happened when you did this? And what happened when you stole money? I mean, right? Where is your faith then? You're, right? So you're really not one guy against you. You have a Hezbollah coming at you right now. Right? The Averis that the person does, in the moment of danger, prosecute against them. When a person's in danger, they're judged. 
It's very important, by the way. These are, these are we're going to celestial matters. But when a person is in danger and they need a Yeshua, a redemption, a zchus, a merit, they're in a moment of judgment. And because of their Averis, a Russia actually needs more protection, more bitakon. And they don't, you need to actually understand that when you're wicked, what you're really asking is more from Hashem. You're asking more of a merit. Now let's go to a child, okay? There are two children. One child, okay, I'll pick up a modern day question. One child is middle class and the parents are, parents are wealthy. They're, the parents are extraordinarily wealthy, very wealthy. Child doesn't speak to the parents. Child is, you know, not really friendly, uh, not really coming in many ways. And now he needs to marry off his own child. So he's going to the grandparents. And he needs an astronomical amount of wedding money for this one. I'm just making this up as we go. They're going to ask the grandparents. This kid is a bum. He doesn't talk to the parents. You're asking so much more now. Like, you want all that money to pay for your child's wedding? What do you mean? You, you don't have a spoken to you for five years. When you didn't interact, it was rude, it was disgusting, it was terrible. You know, the odds are you're not going to get it. Now, if you have a lot of pitocha, maybe you will. Let's say not child number two. It is the nicest child. It calls a parent every day. Parent asks to pick up something at Walgreens. Go to Walgreens. Parent needs something. It needs it. Now that child says, you know, Dad, I need money for the wedding. Of course I need your wedding. You're my great child. I love you. I, I want to pay for your wedding. Of course it's my, your child's my child. You need to be right? Your success is my success. Very different. A wicked person is going to say, Hashem, I have my faith in you. You need a lot more faith because it's, it's like going back to one, you're against one or against hundreds. Um, and, it, and if you don't understand that when you're in Sakana, and in Russia, let us understand this sense that most people, now again, there are very few Rishayim today, very few wicked people. Most people, they're just totally ignorant. They don't understand. They don't have a Jewish education. They learn yeshivas. They don't know what it means to follow Shem's Torah. You know, most Jews don't have the foggiest idea about Torah. So they're not wicked people. They're just totally, they're Tineksh Unfortunately, many of our brothers and sisters and others are just very weak. They never had a very strong background. They don't understand what their real danger is. But the more a person uh, doesn't live it, the more bitachan they need to get the Yeshua that they want. Derech mashal, atzalik basham. I kind of said this out, but we'll just uh, elaborate on it. Uh, uh, a righteous person asks Hashem for parasa. I'm not talking about a person who's in Kailal and who's not working. That, that's, that actually you're asking for more, you know, uh, you need more miracles because if, you're not, if you don't have a parnasa, a person in Kailal obviously today, in, like in, they, they usually pay a stipend and out of town in places like the Bay Area, a place in the family more, like the JSN, those type of places. But if a person is just sitting in shul learning and is a tzaddik, so he doesn't have a vessel for it. But let's say if it's a righteous person, he's going to work. A righteous person is going to a job, he's going to work. Um, you know, and he, he, it's enough that he realizes Hashem is the source of all success. But a rasha, a person who lives with a terrible person, you know, some, but just, I want to say, sometimes a shayim would get paid back in this world. The fact that you have a tzlachan parnasa, 
means they're going to get all the reward in this world, and they're going to be fried in the next. So, but let's say a Russia is getting punished in this world, okay, or a challenge in this world. And just thinking Hashem gives Parnas not enough. Uh, he needs uh, to understand that really he deserves nothing, right? And by the way, if he gets in this world, taking away from anything in the next world, he deserves nothing. You did, you're a lazy son. You're the son who doesn't talk to the father for five years. When you did talk to the father, you're disrespectful and rude and not nice, right? Sure, you're thinking that Hashem gives thing. Well, you should know you're in bad shape with Hashem. If you're Roy, if you make the Parnasa, uh, you need to have truly understand Hashem is the greatest Balchest in the world. And when you connect to Hashem, it's not because I deserve it whatsoever. I, have not, I deserve nothing. It's only because of Hashem's great chesed and you put more be talking about Hashem. And a Russia Gadol, a tr- truly wicked, evil person, um, has to understand that even if they're truly wicked, and understand means truly understand this, Hashem um, uh, is, Gvul is unbound. It's, there's no limit to. Um, and, and really, it has to be a very high level of betachah and how great Hashem is, and to put your faith even though you don't deserve it. And where do we see this? From the story of Menashe. We know that Menashe was a truly, in his time, he killed his grandfather. Who is Menashe's grandfather? No? Anyone? Who is Menashe's grandfather? Ishaya. Ishaya. He killed his grandfather, Ishaya. Isaiah. He causes rampant idolatry. There's murder that goes on. There's all kinds of causing the Jewish people to sin. And he himself, Menashe himself, uh, gets captured um, and Menashe is going to be burnt alive in a cauldron when he gets captured um, he starts bowing to all kinds of gods and then, as he, and now he's not being answered. He's, and his life is in, getting increasingly in danger. He's going to be killed. He's going to be. Um, so he says, I remember when I was younger, Menashe's father was Chizkiah, one of the greatest kings, Tzadik, somebody, the king of, of, of the Jewish people who could have been even Mashiach, had the potential to be Mashiach. So Menashe says, I remember when I was still a good boy as a kid. Right, that before I went off, beat in track and got in completely. It says batzlecha umitzaucha calls around that when you're when you're in sar, you follow things. Vishavta arashalacha, you return to Hashem your God. So Menash at that moment where it was almost all over, so I need koyra iso. I'm going to call out to you, Hashem. I'm calling you, Hashem. I'm calling your name, Hashem. Kriya. Menash says that moment, Hashem. He's about to get killed by the Babylonians. He's about to be murdered. He's about to be, he was a rebellious king, right? Um, and, and we know that a couple of generations later, later he's going to be destroyed even. He says, I'm calling out to you. If you answer me, Hashem, that, then you're, you're truly Hashem. In love, call a paye shavin. You're not better than any other idol. And the measures, the, the Gemara measures says, and then you see from the Vaimulakya the, 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 Sharis, 
At that moment, the heavenly angels closed all of the heavenly windows, so to speak. It's not literally heavenly windows, but it means they're blocking the prayer, that prayer of Manasha, that the Talmud discusses at length as well, from coming to Hashem. And the this guy, this King Manasha, put an idol, not in his house, he put an idol in the base of Melish, in the temple. This guy, who killed his grandmother, he has tshuva? Amr Hashem says, if I don't take him from tshuva, I'm going to close the door for all Bali tshuva for all time. So what is, again, it's not little, we're not discussing it tonight, but the Talmud says, the Medrash says here as well, that Hashem dug a hole under his divine throne, which is not literally a throne, it's metaphorical, obviously, uh, and he heard his prayer and he saves Menashe. Says of Pincus, this is flabbergasting. What was Menashe? Uh, says, I'm going to call out to Hashem, you to Hashem, and if you answer me, then you're truly God, and if you're not, you're no better than any idol. This is Menashe, the most wicked of kings. We discussed a wicked king, a regular wicked person who didn't cause the masses to sin, needs tremendous merits. What was Menashe, why was Menashe answered? Right? Why was it? Literally, would have been proof that every God is no different than any idol. Why does Shikamosha call it Solomon? He's Menashe was saying that any, any of these idols did not answer him. Now he's about to be murdered. Um, and therefore, I now realize these idols are worthless. So too, Hashem, you would be worthless if you don't save me. Um, and here, the idols he prayed to his whole life, and Menashe was, you know, Menashe was a kid who went to yeshiva at a young age and went to the, uh, to the, you know, went to the houses of idolatry and the rest of his life and lived a terrible life and caused the Jewish people to stumble. In fact, <coughs> we say in Tishabov, that, that we, the reason we were ultimately destroyed is because even after Yoshiyahu was a, caused the mass Truman movement, it wasn't enough. That's how wicked Menashe's deeds were. Now, you know, Menashe will live, and we'll see in a moment, and will live for decades after, and he does Truman to an extent, but it wasn't enough. The damage was so severe to the Jewish people. Right? You imagine reform, a reform leader who causes millions of Jews to be intermarried, <laughs> and to... To not keep Shabbos and kosher and to assimilate America, right? You look at the assimilation rate in America. Today, you can't turn back that clock. If that guy changes his mind on 50, 60 years later, these people are gone. There's no turning back. There, there are masses of Jews who are you, who are no longer. There's no future for them. Rachman and Of course, our Jews save as many Jews as we can, but there's many Jews today who are lost to the Jewish people. They're not even Jews anymore. They're children of Gentiles. Um, and Menashe, what's, what's this, what, what, what is Menashe, uh, uh, who, who killed all of his life, righteous people, afflicted the prophets, uh, literally, there's blood in Jerusalem because of him, uh, and even at his, in the beginning when he's about to get killed, calls to all these idols, and only after he realizes he's not being answered, calls out to Hashem, and when he calls out to Hashem, it's like with chutzpah, like a conditional love. Hashem, you, if you say me in your true Hashem, if not, you're no different than any idol. If you care, why would you answer him? What does he mean? Where, what was the essence of Benash's tefillah? 
Of the MS Dover Godel, what Menashe said was really a great thing. And Hashem accepted his words. What, this is what he said. Menashe knew how wicked he was. He was aware of what he did in his lifetime. He was aware that Hashem had every reason to say no to him. That if, if, if there's anyone in the world to say no to, it was Menashe. Right? And, but what Menashe said is, if you don't accept me because of my sins, over his glorachamim, what you really say, Hashem is it. There's a limit to your mercy. And therefore, there's, you're limited, Hashem. And what's the difference in all the idols? What Menashe is saying, Hashem, betocha you, means that you, are, you can create miracles and you are all merciful. And if just go back to that measure and tell him, the guy says, I'm related to the king. That Well, if I'm related to the king, you're not, it, it, it's only, you only save me if, I'm, if I have some merit? Saying that I put my bitachan on you, Hashem, is not enough? If you don't save me, Hashem, what you're really saying is that you have a limit. You're not a true father. You're not truly all merciful. You're no real better than the idols. Having, you're a little better than me, you're no better. You're still limited, God. The Gdulas Chesed, the Koyach HaRachamim, if you're, if you're Chesed, if you're Rachamim, has a limit, right? Then you're not really different than humans or idols. And but if you accept my tshuva, you accept my prayer at this moment, then you're truly all merciful. And that kriya, that calling out of Menashe is what Hashem accepted. The Omar, and Hashem said, if I don't take Menashe's tshuva, what I'm really doing is I'm closing the gates of tshuva for all time. We know in the history of Jewish people, there were some of the most terrible people that tshuva became righteous. But why are we doing closing the door? They, they can't come back. Their tefillah, their faith in me was not required. It's too late. They're too terrible. By the way, as a kid... I knew kapos. <laughs> I knew people who were kapos in the Holocaust. It's just Yom HaShoah. The Star Wars on You know, I knew people who did terrible things in their youth. Um, you know, they, they could have said to themselves, there's no redemption for me. I know it's to be betech Hashem. You know, people that are worse than kapos, people lived terrible lives. I know, Menashe, if Menashe can call out and put his faith in God, and his answer that it opens, it shows everyone all time. You have to have more faith. You have to have more of a tefillah. But it was true with Menashe. Menashe at that moment realized Hashem's goodness and greatness was without any limit. And that's by the way that Avram realized. Avram goes ahead and fights against thousands, tens of thousands, Hundreds of thousands, millions of people, literally millions of people, right? And it doesn't make a difference. Hashem runs the world. It doesn't make a difference to Avram. You could, God, you can do it all. And it was real by Avram. And, and Menasha, he was no Avram. He was, he was a wicked person at that moment. But he realized Hashem is all-powerful and all-merciful. And he can forgive me and save me even with my situation. The Italian Dafal and his contender, even though he's a Russian, and he understood how wicked he was, 
<laughs> he knew exactly the murders, he did exactly idolatry, the, the, the acts of lewdness he did. Mikol Mokom, he understood that there is a level of kindness of Hashem which is, which is out any boundary. And, and if, with that, I can be Butech and Hashem. Now, this is a long tangent, and I'm sorry if it was a long for everyone tonight. But what Pincus now says, when you and I, who are good people, everyone, everyone who ever hears the share is a very good person. Why? You're learning Torah, you want to connect to Hashem, we're working on our prayer. That's an amazing thing, to work on our tefillah. It's Sidkis. Hashem wants us to be successful. If we can learn that this tefillah, um, it's Kriya. When we call to Hashem with His name, Hashem appears to the development of Hashem. And we understand Hashem when He, we have Manasha who's wicked, we call out to Hashem. Hashem is all merciful. We dominate to Hashem, Hashem, I need Parnasa. I need help. I want to understand your Torah. Hashem, my wife, my child, my friend. I'm looking at the Jewish people. Oh, look at Eretz Israel and Israel right now. Serious stuff, by the way. You know, I, the, uh, don't get me started on, on the danger of, of what goes on today in Israel. All right, the League of Wool, right? The, the, the left in Israel has no scruples. They're, they're burning down the house with everyone in it, um, right? It, but Hashem can fix this in one second. The whole thing can be fixed in right? You're davening for people you care about, people you love, but for yourself. You don't know what to do in life. You're undetermined. And you dive with Hashem, understanding Hashem, you, your mercy, your greatness. I'm putting my faith in you, Hashem. That's koyer of Hashem. That's calling with Hashem. And the more, the, the more we really be talking, the more you have, Hashem will give you a positive answer. You're not davening to an idol. You're not davening. You're not asking a human king or a boss of Google or. Of this, you're not speaking to the mayor or the governor or the president who may or may not answer you, who may or may not care of you, who may or may not have the power, who may be fickle. You're speaking, you're, you're davening, you're praying, you're speaking to Hashem, who is all powerful. That's Kriya. There's Manasha realizes that moment is Kriya, and the opportunity that you and I have every time we daven is exactly that to have a true Kriya, true calling out. To Hashem, we call to Hashem with bitachon. That's really why he went through this whole huge tangent. Then that's the best way, very often, to get our prayers answered. So we're going to hold here, and we will pick up next time how we call out to Hashem with uh, with kriya and how we can affect our tefillah. Okay, shakara for everybody. Our tefillah should be answered. It should be a week of mazel and bracha and atzlacha for ourselves and for all the Jewish people.